Hello, good morning everyone and happy new year. We are so glad to see you all here this morning. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas time with your family and friends and I hope now you're starting to enjoy kind of getting back into the regular routine of life. Um, as the hustle and bustle of Christmas is still fresh on our minds, there is a story that I wanted to share with you all that kind of will lead into what we're going to be talking about this morning. Um, I heard the story once of a woman who was spending a day in a crowded, crowded shopping mall around Christmas time doing, getting her shopping done. Um, and as she was there, um, you know, she had been shopping for a couple of hours, loaded down with bags, and she thought, I need to take a little break. I need to sit down. And then she remembered that earlier in the day when she had stopped at a pharmacy, she had picked up a Kit Kat bar, and it was still down in her purse. And she thought, perfect. I'm going to sit down and enjoy this snack. Um, so basically, she, she got out um, her Kit Kat bar. Once she had found a seat on a bench um, in the crowded, crowded mall, she first got all of her bags, you know, situated on her lap, and then she reached down beside her and picked up the candy bar. She thought, oh, this is just, this is going to hit the spot. She opened up the Kit Kat bar and um, broke off one of the first sticks sat there starting to eat it. Um, she kind of noticed out of her side, side vision, there was a man sitting next to her. And just as she was eating the first stick of the Kit Kat bar, um, she saw him reach over and break off a stick of the Kit Kat bar <laughs> and proceeded to, to start eating it. And she first thought, that is so strange. I'm just going to let it go, though. Um, she kind of noticed, giving him just a little side glance, he was in bad need of a haircut and a shave. His clothes were, like, a little shabby, and she thought, maybe he needs it. Maybe he looks like he doesn't have a whole lot of money. Maybe maybe he's hungry. It's, it's okay. Um, she then broke off another piece of the Kit Kat bar and started eating it. Um, and no sooner had she done that than the man sitting next to her picked up the last stick of the Kit Kat bar, put the whole thing in his mouth, stood up, and walked away. Flustered, to say the least. Um, this woman wasn't sure exactly what to do, but she just thought, you know, um, it's Christmas. I need to have like a spirit of generosity. Um, so she just gathered up her stuff, tried to brush it off, um, went about the rest of her shopping. But it was still kind of churning in the back of her, back of her mind. Um, until she happened to be passing the food court area later. And sure enough, who did she see standing in line? At Cinnabon, the same man. And so she just kind of hung back for a minute, and she thought, I just, I just want to see how this goes. So um, what she did was she just stood back and watched, and she saw him go up to the counter and placed his order. Then she watched him pull a wallet out of his pocket, take a 20 out of his wallet, pay for his cinnamon roll, and what he wasn't aware of is as this was all happening, she was slowly approaching where he was. So no sooner had he purchased his cinnamon roll and turned around that she was standing right there behind him waiting. She didn't say a word. She looked him right in the eye, took that cinnamon roll from his hand, took a bite of it, put it back in his hand, turned around and walked away, thinking, that'll show him. Now he knows what it feels like to have a complete stranger come up and eat some of your food. 
Well, later on that night, the woman was home, um, sitting at the kitchen table with her husband, telling him this absurd story about this strange man um, and her encounters with him at the mall. While she and her husband were talking, she reached down to her purse and was pulling out the, um, you know, the receipts of all the shopping she had done during the day. Um, And all of a sudden, her face turned white. She got a sick feeling in the pit of her stomach as she reached into her purse and pulled out a completely unwrapped Kit Kat bar. Yep. That Kit Kat bar that she had reached down and picked up and started eating, it wasn't hers. It was his. And she couldn't help thinking this, that somewhere across town that night, there was a man probably sitting around a table with his family telling them about the crazy lady he experienced at the mall that day who ate half his candy bar and then took a bite out of his cinnamon roll. Have you ever had one of those situations where you thought to yourself, if only I knew then what I know now and how that might change the course of everything? Let me move these out of the way. Um, Knowledge is important. Um, The knowledge or the lack of knowledge that we have... Oh, a little more Kit Kat bar. The knowledge or lack of knowledge that we have affects how we live, and it affects decisions that we make day after day. Today, our focus is on the topic of knowledge, and I want to specifically talk about the knowledge that God has given us in the Bible. But first, would you pray with me? Father God, we thank you so much for the blessing it is to gather here together again this month at the beginning of this new year. We thank you for that, Lord. Lord, we pray that um, my words and that our thoughts would be honoring to you. We thank you for the gift of your word and for the knowledge that it gives us. We give this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, To start out, I want us to take a look... um, and grow in the knowledge of what the Bible has to say about who we are. What if we were to know and really believe what God says about who we are? What if we were to embrace it and live our lives in light of it? I think it could change a lot about how we view ourselves, how we live, and how we love others. Um, I'm going to read to you all several verses from the Bible. These verses are all printed out in your magazine. When you get to the article from this section, they're they're all there. You don't even need to turn to it now. You can look at them later. What I've done is I have taken these verses and condensed them into a paragraph that I would like to basically hold up in front of you like a mirror. Um, As you sit and listen and think about who God says you are. So just sit back, relax, you can even close your eyes if you want, and I want you to just let God's truth about you wash over you. God created you in his own image. Just think about that. You were created in the image of the God of the universe. From the very second that you were conceived, God was making you uniquely you, and he was making me uniquely me. I praise the Lord, knowing that I am wonderfully made by him. God himself says that he has loved you with an everlasting love, and that he is forever faithful to you. 
As a matter of fact, God loves us so much that even though we are sinners, he sent his son Jesus to earth to pay the price, giving his life for our sin. And when we receive him, when we believe in his name, he gives us the right to become his daughters. When you believe in Jesus, you are a new creation. God gives you new life and his very spirit lives inside of you. In fact, you are called the temple of God. Isn't it amazing to think about God's spirit living inside of you? And that's not the end of the story. Once we become Christians, God does not just have us passively wait to be with him in heaven someday. He says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And the words of apostle, the Apostle Paul in the book of Philippians assure us of this by saying, And I am sure of this, that he who, begun, who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus. Those are truths that we are given in the Bible. The way for us to learn more about God and our relationship with him is by reading his word. Psalm 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Um, What I want to do now is spend the next couple of minutes showing you all a website that has been very helpful to me. And we're going to pull it up on the screen. Um, It's called BibleGateway.com. Some of you may be very familiar with it. Some of you, this could be something new. If you aren't familiar with it, you might want to jot it down. It's Bible, spelled B-I-B-L-E, Gateway, G-A-T-E-W-A-Y.com. And basically, this is an interactive Bible website that you can use in a number of different ways, and it can be just a great resource. Um, something that you can do is if there's a certain topic that you're like, I wonder what the Bible has to say about a certain topic. You can look something up that way. Um, let's try grace. Let's try, um, he's going to type in up here at the bar the topic grace, and we'll see what comes up with that. See, a whole, what comes up is a whole list of verses about grace. And then if you look over here a little more to the right, you can filter it down by verses in the Old Testament, or let's try verses in the New Testament. Go down a little bit and let's click on that. So then what would come up is a whole list of verses in the New Testament in order about the topic that we put in about grace. Um, let's let's um, click on the, the top verse at the top, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. That would just highlight that one verse. And that verse reads, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Now I want to show you something else you can do. Sometimes you read a verse in the Bible and you think, I'd like to hear what it says in a different version. Maybe you're used to a different version, or you just want to look at it from a few different um, angles. Let's, um, you can highlight the version of the Bible um, and up there at the top, King, and he switched it to the King James Version. I think you need to hit search. And then that changes the same verse to another version. Now it says, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You could also try it in a more modern version with some, you know, more modern um, 
terminology. Let's try the New Living Translation and search for that. And let's see. Again, it's the same verse. And see, do you see how you can do this? You can look at God's Word from a few different versions, and it can sort of um, round out your experience as you're interacting with that verse. Um, In this New Living Translation, it says, God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is the gift of God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. You can go ahead, John, and and, um, switch that back to to the NIV version. Um, Something else that you can do with this Bible gateway, you can look up specific verses. You can just read through the Bible with it. Um, If any of you, if if this would be um, a time that you think, where do I even start? Where do I even start reading the Bible? How do I, you know... It's such a big book. There's so much in there. One good book to start with would be the book of John. Um, John tells us about Jesus' life and a lot of lessons on just how to live according to God's will. So he just typed in John 1, the first chapter of John, and then here it is, the whole the whole book of John. You can scroll, scroll down, and you can just read. You can just read it that way. And when you get to the bottom, you could click, and it'll take you to the the next chapter. Um, and you can you can go through the Bible that way. If that's a helpful way for you to be able to find certain passages in the Bible. And then one other interesting way. This is a way I used it just recently. Um, on January first, I was just thinking about a verse that I've always really liked. But I couldn't completely remember um, the exact words of the verse. And I thought it was in Philippians, but I wasn't completely sure on where it was. Um, I was thinking, you know, there is a verse and it says something like, um, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is... And then it goes on to say something like, think on these things. So what I did was um, I typed in, and John's going to do that right now, think on these things. And let's see what comes up with that. And there it is, Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And that's such, it was such an easy way for me to be able to find the verse that was like right on the tip of my tongue, but I couldn't quite remember where it was. And then something else that you can do that's that's great is it can be good to read a specific verse in the context of how it was placed in the Bible. So right next to where it says Philippians 4.8, you can click on full chapter. So he's going to click on that. And then here it is. It places it. Here's the whole chapter of Philippians 4. And um, if you scroll up a little bit, when I was looking at it, remember it was Philippians 4, 8 um, was the verse that I was trying to remember. And then when I saw it placed here in the whole book, I thought, oh, I love a lot of those verses all around it. Um, Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And then... um, when it goes down to Philippians 4, 6, it's the do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, make your requests known to God. And it was neat to see, like, oh, I love all of those verses, and I had kind of forgotten that they occurred side by side in the Bible. So um, I'd encourage you all to to check that out sometime. Um, it's a great way to be able to sort of um, navigate your reading in the Bible um, and 
and have a good, a good resource to go along as you're studying God's word. As we're thinking about knowledge, I want to talk a little bit now about the connection between knowledge and wisdom. You may have heard um, that this, the terminology knowledge is golden, um, but that doesn't do us any good if we don't use it. Knowledge is having the facts, but wisdom is applying those facts to our lives. The book of Proverbs in the Bible is filled with verses about wisdom and godly living. Knowing God is the key to wisdom. A neat fact about the book of Proverbs is that Proverbs is divided into 31 chapters. And if you think about it, most months of the year have 31 days. Um, So a great goal can be to read through the book of Proverbs over the course of a month. Or you can read it month after month. And a way that I have liked doing it in the past is to read the chapter of Proverbs that is the same, um, that corresponds with the day of the month. So today is January 6th. You could start today by reading Proverbs 6 and just go on day after day. And when you get to next month, you could you know, start over again and read the first chapter. So that, that is just a little tip I'll pass on to you of something that I have enjoyed doing through the years. And it's just a good way to think, where do I start? Where do I start in God's word? That could be an easy place to start. Um, a key verse from the, from the book of Proverbs, which Sarah read to us earlier, um, is Proverbs 1-7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let's take a look at that phrase, the fear of the Lord. What it means is to live in awe of God's power and majesty, to respect and honor God, and to obey his word. The fear of the Lord is the knowledge of God himself, and deciding that knowing God and following him is the most important part of your life. The way to know more about God is to read the Bible. What I'd like to do now is just kind of ask you all um, to go back in time with me to the 1940s during the time of World War II. Just imagine with me a young couple engaged to be married. The young man was drafted to go overseas to join the U.S. troops. During the months that he was off at war, he wrote to his beloved fiance at least once a week. He spent time just pouring his heart out to her, describing all that he was experiencing while he was so far away from home. He told her of the camaraderie he experienced with his unit and also the heart-wrenching loneliness that he experienced as he missed her and missed home. Some of his favorite things to write about were his hopes and plans and dreams for their future together and his undying love for her, his beloved fiancé. Well, the young woman loved receiving these letters from the love of her life. She looked forward to them arriving week after week until suddenly they stopped coming. After a few weeks passed, which felt like an eternity, the young woman received word that her fiancé had been wounded in battle and would soon be returning home. Imagine the thrill that she felt when he was finally home, wounded but safe and sound. After a long hug and lots of kisses, she said, Tell me everything. I want to hear it all. 
Her fiancé said to her, I, I wrote to you every week, telling you everything. Didn't you receive my letters? And she replied, oh, yes, I loved receiving your letters. She showed him a lovely basket that she had sitting over by the fireplace with the whole stack of letters all tied up in a beautiful ribbon, but each one of the letters had never been opened. It can be easy to treat the Bible like that. We are happy to have it. We know that it's important and special to us. Like we might have a beautiful leather-bound Bible um, sitting in a special place, but, you know, it's of no real use to us unless we open it and read it. I pray that you will be filled with the interest and enthusiasm to read the Bible, to gain more knowledge of what God has to say, and to apply it to your life. Just like with most activities in life that are good for us, exercising, drinking plenty of water, getting good sleep, getting into the routine of reading the Bible takes discipline, practice, and consistency, and the results are great. Let's have this new year be one where we can say, if only I knew then what I know now. As we spend time reading the Bible, gaining the knowledge that God has given us in his word, and applying his wisdom to our lives. Happy New Year.